1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mode, King's Meadow, the podcast that follows the back-to-back-to-back, I think that's enough backs, Uh, WSL champions, the Chelsea FC women's team. I'm your host Dean, joined this week by both my co-hosts, starting with Jane. Jane, how are you doing this evening?
2: Finally feeling a little bit more relaxed, I've calmed down, but overall, very good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Dane is also with us, a bit of a rare occasion for all three of us to be on (laughs) one recording.
3: Uh, Dane, good to see you again. Yeah, you too. That's a that's a nice uh, crew cut you got going there. You, you joined the forces or something. Glad <laughs> me is lowered. Let's <laughs> take a picture biggest. of that and we'll stick it on the account for uh, for Twitter. We'll get banned. I wouldn't do that.
1: Um now seeing as it is a special occasion tonight where we are celebrating another league title. Um, as good as us three are, I thought we needed some extra special help. Uh, and that comes in the form of two very good friends of the show, starting with. Uh, Kerry Evans from the Chelsea Women Supporters Group. Uh, Kerry, welcome back to the show.
4: Uh, Hi, great. It's great to be back again.
1: Yeah, always a pleasure to see you. And uh, last but no means least uh, is Tracy Brown, co-chair of Chelsea Pride. Uh, Tracy, always lovely to see you.
5: Yes, it's great to be back. And of course, we're also happy because, as you say, we're back to back to back champions.
1: Always got to remember the extra back at the end. Uh, It's going to be even worse next season. Um, Now, on the show this week, in part one, we're going to look back at Chelsea's 4-2 win against Manchester United, which secured a third consecutive WSL title. Then in part two, we'll look ahead to this weekend's FA Cup final against Manchester City. So let's get straight into it then. Uh, Chelsea's 4-2 win, as we said, this past Sunday, 8th of May at Kingsmeadow. Chelsea lined up in a 4-4-2 formation with Van Katchenberger in goal, Jess Carter, Millie Bright, Magda Eriksson and Yon Anderson in defence. Neve Charles, Sophie Ingle, Aaron Cuthbert, and Grew Wright made up the midfield with Peniela Harder and Sam Kerr in attack. Emma Hayes used all five subs, bringing on Giso Young and Bethany England for Yon Anderson and Sophie Ingle at half-time. Anik Nguyen came on for Neve Charles in the 59th minute. Jesse Fleming was introduced for Peniela Harder in the 77th minute. And in stoppage time, Drew Spence came on for Sam Kerr. This left, Sachira Musovic, Maren Mielda and Lauren James and Alsu Abdelina as unused subs, as I read that off my phone. Uh, Stats-wise, Chelsea had 46% possession, 17 shots, 4 on target, 8 corners and 9 fouls to Manchester United's 54% possession, 10 shots, 5 on target, 5 corners and 7 fouls. Uh, Kerry, I want to come to you first because... I've not been to King's Meadow many times in my life compared to someone like yourself. Uh, obviously yesterday was the busiest I've ever seen it. Is that sort of the busiest for you or are we missing a special occasion?
4: Uh, I think that's probably one of the busiest. We might have some of the latest Champions League games, but I think near enough. Yeah. That was like the busiest. I've ever seen. Like the, I saw a picture of the queues get, trying to get into King's Meadow. I've never seen queues like that before.
1: Yeah. I got caught in the queue. Um, got all the way to the front of it. and Then a man said, have you got a bag? And I said, no, he said, walk around there. So I didn't have the queue at all, um, which was nice. Um, Still made it in time for kick off. Uh, Tracy, it was great to see, though, all four sides of of Kings Meadow, even the away section, um, being full of fans. It it was just good to see, wasn't it?
5: It was fantastic to see. Um, And actually me and Kerry had a conversation saying, why is it a lot like this every week? Um, it shouldn't just be that last game of the season. We should be cheering our team on in a packed house, game in, game out. But yes, it was fantastic to see, and the atmosphere was electric.
1: Yeah, I'll give them their one and only credit. Man United do have a good set of travelling supporters, which obviously helps uh, fill the stadium, uh, unlike some other clubs where it's three or four lonely lonely souls travelling. Uh, Come
5: on, they all live in London anyway, so it's fun.
1: True, and that's enough credit for Manchester United. Um, Dave, I take it you managed to see the game on TV, you wasn't wasn't at the ground. Uh, did the atmosphere come across?
3: Yeah, I did notice just it's like a double edged sword, isn't it? You want you want people to fill out the ground, but then you notice obviously just through through Twitter that certain people have only turned up for the day, you know, for the occasion. Uh but you know, what do you want? You know, hopefully they'll 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 keep coming back. Again, even if it was just their their, their first visit, yes, and you know, it did come across. You know, there were certain periods where it was it was clear that the fans were 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 as 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 nervous as the players. But I didn't think the sound was great uh, on 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 the speakers around the pitch because you could clearly hear hear a, a, a you know you know that, that old saying, but they turn up the, uh the speakers for at Anfield for the home fans and turn them down for the away fans, but. Uh, you know i do know that in tv world there's speakers that they're funny and it it didn't sound great round you know you you could hear singing but it was it was yeah it was nothing to do with the fans it was to do with the you know the speakers you could clearly hear it was something was going on something muffled but yeah it was it was it, you could just see it was like an atmosphere and uh it, it a carnival at the end and you know rightly so everyone was, was happy yeah but
1: jane before the carnival um it wasn't Exactly, party mode, especially in the first half. Um, and obviously, Man United took the lead through Martha Thomas. Um, against against the run of play, I would say. Um, what was it like for you when we went one nil down was, Did the nerves kick in even more? Because I was confident before the game. I know you was less so.
2: Yeah, I was. I was nervous, but confident at the same time. I sort of knew we had it, but knew Chelsea wasn't going to make this win easy for us. And when it, we did go 1-0 down, I just think, oh, maybe we don't actually have it in the bag. I feel like the first half, we'll probably get on to talking about it. But I feel like we just played like all over the place and no one really knew what was going on. But yeah, my nerves were still there, but they'd sort of kicked in a little bit more than what they were before the game.
1: Yeah, now, Tracy, I know you're the eternal optimist of the group. Um, so when Aaron Cuthbert equalised five minutes later... Um, I'm sure you were pulling some party poppers. I think I saw some party poppers go off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Come
5: on. I mean, Aaron was fantastic yesterday. But no, as soon as you put the ball in the back of the net, you're like, okay, we're on this now. Um, As much as the first half was shaky, because it was, and there was huge gaps in the middle, and it didn't really work, Um, I still had absolute faith in us. Um, We tend to do well against United. um, And we have Emma at the helm. So I knew at some point it was going to change. Um, as long as they didn't go two goals ahead, um, that was always just the worry. But, I mean, it, it was just a quick response and that's, that's the best way of dealing with it. You know, they scored and we, we were straight in there and uh, it was a great goal with Aaron, by Erin, to be fair.
1: Yeah, she's had uh, quite the season, Erin. Um, Kerry, when it went 2-1 United, um, especially the way the goal was scored, it just, if, if something fell off with the team in in that sense, I don't know if the... And Yona didn't play particularly well. Maybe the occasion got a bit to her. But we really struggled with what United were doing out wide. And I think at that moment, everyone noticed that problem.
4: Yeah, I think we all thought we need to change something. Because as you said, there were, we, the last couple of weeks we've been struggling with crosses. And of course, that second goal came from across. And Yona just didn't know where, where it was. And I did say to someone at the, the game, actually, that I, f- I feel like the okay because it's her last game at Kings like, it may have got to her a little bit we which is totally understandable. But luckily Emma's Emma sorted it out at half time.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about those changes now, Jane. Um Bethany England and G So Young coming on for, for Yonah and Sophie Ingle, And that was a catalyst for Chelsea. But before that, obviously United would have gone into the dressing room two one up and then seen City were winning, I think 2-0 at the time that their hopes have been dashed. Do you think that played any part in the second half?
2: Um, I was sort of hoping them knowing City were winning 2-0. It was obvious City, It would have, you need, would have needed a miracle to happen for City to like... who Did they play Reading, I think it was? Yeah. Yeah, you would have needed a miracle to happen for Reading to score four goals or whatever against City. So I think although United's hopes sort of went, they would much rather destroy our hopes... And let Arsenal win, but that didn't seem to happen. And Emma Subs, G so young, oh my god, you could tell <laughs> straight away her impact on the game. And we've said it loads, she's gonna be missed. I can't replace yeah. her,
1: she she's is awesome. unbelievable. Uh, I think the saying goes, Dana, that second half performance uh, was quite something, and it, it did stem from G in that midfield, you know, getting on the ball where we sort of lacked it in the first half and she made a few key passes go you know, straight away and it was a link up with Beth actually that, that started that just the equalizer in the second half what was your thoughts on the difference in the team first second half
3: well well the first half you know i if obviously regular listeners of this show will know you know i know a bit about Skinner from his Orlando pride days and like I deVeld he likes to talk a good game uh, and he's got a philosophy and, you know, he, he would go on about it. And it seemed in Orlando, they struggled to... They had some of the best players in the world in Orlando. Orlando Pride and they just struggled to, to take it on. And he's done the same at United. You, you I suppose you got to admire someone who sticks to their beliefs. And I thought in the first half, you know, we was either stunned by their tactics or or they absolutely suffocated us a bit of both. I thought they got it spot on. And as I said, you got to give him credit as a manager because he got it absolutely right. But then it just goes to show Emma's Emma Hayes's world class uh, tactical mind because she saw what the problem was. There was massive gaps in midfield which they kept on exploiting. You know, you said on the wings. I thought it was more on the left side. I thought Jon uh, Anderson and Wrighton and really struggled with their touch and, and out of positioning. And uh, obviously, obviously, uh, Emma changed that and, and, and G come on and she just you know it's, it's, you need someone to put your foot on your ball, you know, pass and move, look for spaces. And she's just really dictated it. And you could see within seconds, you know, so Emma Hayes had changed it tactically, formationally as well. And, and just to have someone in there to put their foot on the ball, because in that first half, we didn't really have a player who, who would put their foot on the ball and just look up. It was a lot of rushed passes, but you got to understand, you know, just because they're top level athletes and, and, and sports stars, you know, they're human as well. And, you know, one slip up—that's all it takes. And Arsenal, you know, you expected Arsenal to win, and they would have a would have taken it. And with so many, so many times with this team, you, you expect us to come through. But I remember—I think it was the Conte cup final when when we lost to Man City, and you know we had a bad start, and then they scored a few, and and I just thought I will come, and we never did. So I started to get obviously uh, memories of that. But once I saw, I think it was w- within a minute of that second half. You just saw a different, you know, there was a spark, there was a spring, there was just energy, and you knew straight away that that, that Emma had had obviously got to them and, and got them to understand what they needed to do.
1: Yeah, Tracy, I always think it's a good sign at half time when you're losing, when all your substitutes don't go inside. Um, because obviously they know they don't want to be in that room uh when things happen. And Emma and a keep this week. Um, which sounds like a weird thing to say about Emma Hayes, but She was a driving factor in what happened in that second half, wasn't she?
5: She was, but she did say something in one of her interviews where she said, I didn't really need to say much. And then Erin Cufford was like, we know how good we are. We're all world-class winners. We've all won stuff all around the world. We didn't need to be told. We knew ourselves that we had to up our game. So to be quite honest, I don't really think Emma needed to overly say that much. The players knew it themselves. Once Emma had done her bit, which was change the team... The team knew exactly what they needed to do. And the moment they got back on that pitch, they did it in an abundance. We could have won that game by more, to be fair. We come out as a completely different team in the second half. We closed up the gaps that were there in the middle. Uh we wasn't allowing them to have the runs they were having. And we did it like we could just keep scoring.
1: Yeah, and um, luckily, Kerry, we scored pretty quickly. And you know, what a goal that one was um by Sam Kerr. Um just I don't think it got justice from where we sit in the ground, if that makes sense. Watching it back on TV looked ten times better than it did uh, live, which is weird. But what were your reaction to the goal, obviously, and watching it back? Because I know you probably have done a, a few, a fair few times.
4: Yeah, as you said, we didn't know how good the goal was until we actually all watched it back. Because we all just saw it looping over, uh, and then we all just went crazy. And I think that I think the noise helps the players as well because we. Or a little bit down in the first half, I think. But yeah, you can't, what can you say about Sam? Like, she just, she's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, a truly world class uh, finish to, to level the game. From them, Jane, I think the nerve stopped from everybody. Um, the crowd was up for it. The players, you know, were singing to the fans, you know, to, to get up and get singing. I think everyone felt that the game was ours then. Is that something that you shared?
2: Um, yes and no. I sort of felt a little bit more <laughs> chasing fades. Always, nerves- Always a letdown. Always <laughs> a letdown. My nerves were still there, but I just, I was like, I need one more goal to have no nerves. So I was sort of a little bit more confident, but I was still sitting there on tender hooks thinking, oh my God. Because United would have loved to just ruin us. And that was their aim. Now they knew they could get Champions League. They was like, right, we just need to beat Chelsea to just like make Arsenal win. So, I was a little I was getting more confident, but I still had them nerves there.
1: Yeah, Jane was still a little bit nervous on the drive home, just in case uh, VAR stepped in or something like that. Um, And the third goal came just five minutes later, which goes back to my point about Chelsea understanding that this game was theirs and it was a Gise Young pass uh, down the flank to Kalina Harder, I believe, who, who cut the ball inside to Guru Wright and, and slide it home. and That was the best move of the game that resulted in a goal. And again, you know, King's medal erupted with jubilant scenes knowing that even at 3-2, United weren't going to get back into this game.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was a great goal. It was a pleasure to watch. You know, you was right. It was a defence splitting pass by G, you know, great one by Harder. And sometimes, you know, the easy, what, what looks easy to do to cut it back for someone to tap it in is actually the hardest thing to do. But yeah, it was it was a great goal to watch. I thought, I thought, as I said, I've got a different view from for you guys. I've got the comfy of my armchair, like the perfect sort of angle that they show. And, and United were still trying that counter-attack. They looked a little bit dangerous getting in behind. It. I thought Katie Zellem had a good game, you know, Got a bit of a wand of a foot. Was was still trying to make things happen, uh, and but once that third goal went in, I, I did think that you know they dropped a little bit. But yeah, it was a great, it was a great, it was a great goal, and and I was happy for for Gura as well because I didn't think she had a great first half, but a second half like all the other, all the other t- members of the team, you know, she come out with a spring in her step and uh, twinkle in mm-hmm. her eye, and, and she looked really up for it, and you could tell, you know, you know the the outburst. Poured out of her when she scored that goal was 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 so touching to watch. You know, made the hairs go up in your arms, and yeah, it was lovely, lovely moment.
1: Yeah, it was. But Tracy, I think the best was yet to come. It's fair to say. Um, Sam Kerr, the Sky commentator said, "What have you done?" Uh, Maybe sound like she did something completely wrong, but it was that was special, wasn't it?
5: I do I mean, I I think I've mostly that's the one goal I think I've rewatched continuously today I have to be fair I mean the control the way she controls that ball I mean I mean, I, I remember watching it because obviously yeah, we do have a different view when we sat on the side of the pitch but it, it just it was almost like slow-mo it just lobbed over the key almost in slow-mo before it went in and obviously yeah you just saw Emma go down on her knees which was fabulous always great to see um, but Goal of the season, bar none, was that goal for us. But the whole of the league, that goal was, the control was just immense. Um, I'm glad I wasn't on commentary. I would have been, oh, the worst. I mean, Emma swore a lot at the end of the game, um, talking on Sky. I would have been effing and blinding like a good one if I'd actually been on commentary going. I would have been doing a run down the pitch and joining in the celebrations, I think. Um world-class. Erin said in an interview that Sam had promised her she was going to score a weldy and Erin then said, I'm actually going to get on the score sheet too and I never say I'm going to, but I will. And they were right. So both of them. So well done to both of them for being dead honest and dead right. Um, but what I'd like to do is see Sam get the next goal um, for maybe the opener at the FA Cup um, and then maybe do a Backflip or two,
1: just to sort of finish the season in style. Yeah, backflip at the end of the game when it's one, just in case um, any dodgy landings. Uh, carry up when the when the goal went in, sort of wondering where Mary Oates was uh, and what happened. Obviously, looking back, you see how that whole sequence of events finishes. as wondered what the hell happened to her. As, as Tracy said, a phenomenal goal. What a way to win the league title.
4: Is that, as I said we. Um because of where we are. So I actually didn't have that. I just saw it looping over Mary Earps. And that was it. I didn't see her passing it, like made an error. But yeah, w- what a great way to end the league campaign by that goal.
1: Yeah. And, and Jane, obviously full time, the moment everyone's waiting for. I thought we had to wait seven minutes from the 90 uh, to get to that stage. Don't know why they insisted on doing that. um Bit of a party pooper, I think. But again, my first experience of, of watching Chelsea uh, women win a league title and we've had two seasons without supporters in the ground as well Um so a really special moment for everyone wasn't it
2: yeah well this time last year I know a group of us we went to Kings Meadow on the last day of the season we sat on the grass and watched it and celebrated with it with them from a distance because we knew it was just special so seeing it last year sort of outside we was all wanting to just be able to be inside celebrating with the players it was my first sort of season that I've seen them lift the trophy properly um, and hopefully there'll be many more to come in the future
1: Yeah, I don't want to say it's all down to me but, you know, I was there this year and I don't
2: take to too much credit So, Whatever.
1: just saying just saying, uh, They obviously watching on TV, they like to cut to the adverts through the important bits, did they show much of, of Chelsea celebrations?
3: Oh yeah, loads. The, the most annoying bit was was they have to do it to keep up the neutral interest. Uh, you know, like if there was any Arsenal supporters watching, like Jordan Nobbs on a phone at the at the at the game. Uh, but if they kept on saying, uh, "Oh, if if there's one goal, just if United you know, just get one goal, that could you know swing things and all this and all that," which I totally understand. Uh, no, at the end of the game, actually, they were they was you know quite respectful. That you know there was interviews, there was you know a lot of camera work. You know, you know they did they did do a good job in the end and showed exactly what what you wanted to see. You know. Uh, you, you got to give respect, obviously, to the United players who, who stood there and, and showed, you know, the utmost respect and, and watched us uh, lift the trophy and, and, and showed and appreciation to the champions. Whether that's a manager thing, you know, because it does put it's very Mourinho esque. You know, you stand there and watch because I want you to come, become this way. So if that's another Skinner, uh, you know, mind game for for the benefit of his team. Then I can only be praised, but. I just saw it as respect, but no, as you said, the camera work was great and and the interviews was was good and they did show absolute respect in the end. I was hoping... I do feel
5: sorry, though, for the ex-Chelsea players who had to stand there and watch.
3: Well, so many of them.
5: Yeah, stand there and say, oh, I wish I was still in blue. Was there
3: four? I think there was four. (laughs) Oh,
2: so painful. I know
3: Russo wasn't wasn't there for much long. and Who was the other one?
2: Jackie,
3: Real. Maria, and Hannah. Yeah, yeah. I want mine Russo yeah. back. I know that she. I thought she played well. Well, I was hoping
1: Ella was Ella Toon was watching the thing. I'll just join Chelsea to win the league. It's <laughs> going to be a lot easier. Um, <laughs> Tracy, as they mentioned, obviously the TV coverage, etc. That's obviously a, a really positive thing for the WSL. Um, Sky have actually been a very good addition, I think, to to women's coverage. Is that something you'd agree with? Yes. Apart from something.
5: Um, no um yes because we're getting to see more of women's football and the money that's been put in no because they still don't give a damn about traveling fans so um yeah at the end of the day that that that, this is a double-edged sword it's fantastic that we are getting more of the women's game on television we need that we need the game to grow the only way it grows is by getting television rights more money is put into the game huge plus side But as me and Kerry know, we sit on a a group for the the Football Supporters Association um, to do with the women's game, the women's network. And, you know, they want to push for, you know, the the fans need to be really important in in the growing of the game. And uh, that's the side that is a problem. Um, We've done several away games this season, uh, going up to Liverpool um, for the Everton game, freezing cold. If Erin says to you it's cold, it's actually cold. Um, and we're getting back at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, however late it was that we got back. Um, and that's, that's you know, if you want to put it on television, you're going to do that to fans. And it's a problem across football. It's not just a women's game, it's a men's game as well. So, yeah, we, we do still need to make sure that the FA understand that as much as we want more investment, you do need to take this into consideration. And we need to get away from the men's and the women's games being on at the same time, the FA Cup. I mean, there's many mistakes that have been made and we need to sort of make sure that doesn't happen again next season.
1: Yeah, so off we will touch on in the summer uh, in a bit more detail than we will tonight. We won't let it take away from the celebrations, Kerry, and I think the club uh, did fantastically well with the end of the game celebrations and the way they presented the trophy. Um, they put it in a very nice position for us, um, which I'm sure you know beforehand, which is why that's where we sit. Um, mm-hmm. But everything's well rehearsed, well choreographed. And that helped you know, add to the show, didn't it?
4: Yeah, I know the club had a meeting, I think, first on Friday, and they had to come up with two plans to decide how they were going to do it, just in case we didn't win. So, yeah, I know it was very, they had all these plans sorted. So, yeah, I was confident they would have a good... They'll have they'll do it right for by the players because they that's what they deserve and the fans deserve to see it because
1: we haven't seen it for so long. Yeah, but Jane obviously there was an element of, of sadness to the occasion. Um, with you know, Jisa Young leaving, uh, Drew Spence leaving and Yona Anderson. Uh, but it was great for them to get the mic and be able to say goodbyes. And it was great that we had some Emma Hayes face masks because when it did get a little bit emotional, that could just get pulled down and then nobody could see what's going on uh, behind the little eye holes. But you know, a moment of, of sadness and a moment of, of joy.
2: Yeah, it was lovely sort of the way they did it as well, giving each one of the players a moment to talk to the fans. I know G got quite emotional and I think they all got emotional. They've all been there for so long and they know it's sad to see them leave as they've all done individually so much for the club. But I'm glad sort of the way the club organised the celebrations. So they've got their little bit of... They got their they got to shine for that last little bit. Obviously, we've got the FA Cup still, so hopefully, all three of them can win one more trophy before they leave. Yeah, when G said, "I
1: hope you support what you do next," you know that was a real like G. We support you going food shopping, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, I know the club did stuff. The supporters group as well had a few bunches of flowers um, to hand out. Um, do you want to just talk through what the group did for the players that were leaving, and also your Player of the Year award?
4: Yeah, so all, all three players had cards so everyone got to sign the cards then each had the different print and then G and Drew both got one of the banners and the 92 banner because they're both on it so they both got that and the flowers and then we did the awards and flowers of course for Guru who got voted the supporters group uh, player of the season
1: uh, Just on your player of the season she looked a bit surprised um, when they said it was her um i don't think she was actually listening expecting it to be her but it was her was that photo just on on facebook just for people that don't know how she came up with being the winner
4: yeah basically we only put it on facebook because on twitter sometimes other people can take over the votes. so we just like to keep that bit in house so yeah so everyone got a the chance they had a couple of weeks to vote and yeah guru came top then it was jess then yeah. third was Millie. That was our top three. That's exclusive information.
1: So, some behind the scenes um, information for the listeners there. We're still trying to decide our player of the season, which we will reveal after the FA Cup final, uh, just in case someone scores seven goals or something. <laughs> Might have to give it to them. Um, Tracy, just the, all around the celebrations, you know, everything was just fantastic um what was your highlight of what happened after the game um i wouldn't
5: i wouldn't say i mean highlight uh, i mean obviously get as i say the the players leaving getting to to them having to you know have the mic and and getting to have some words which which was lovely um just, just just, the celebrations. Actually, one of my favourite things whenever you get to the end of a game is watching all the kids running around on the pitch because I love not having a whale of a time. I actually just want to get on the pitch and join them. Um, you know, it's just the whole thing. At the end of the day, we've worked really hard this season. It's been a very difficult season. We've still had COVID. We've had injuries. And you know what? We have proved that even with a couple of sort of scrappy 1-0 wins where we haven't really played so well... We are a team of absolute winners and we know exactly how to do that back to back to back. So um, the whole team have just been fantastic from everyone in the backroom staff to Emma herself, to every player who has given so much this season um, and players we've had come back. It's been fantastic to see Marin, you know, coming back. We've got players who have come in who hopefully next year will really shine Um and, you know, it's nice to see that Fran is sort of feeling a bit better. I and mean, it was lovely to see her out there yesterday as well. So watching Fran come out. Um, some, of the, some of the funny things are when people come to get their medals and they sort of run past the medal and then they have to go back for the medal because they don't really got to get one. Um, that was quite funny. But um, look, we're champions. Um, I saw the, the manager of Arsenal. I'm not even going to mention his name because what's the point? Looking very glum. At the end of the game, when the whistle went at Arsenal, that was mostly one of my favorite highlights from yesterday, to be fair.
2: Oh, the favorite highlight is me. Probably the picture. And... The picture. Paul yeah. <laughs> just taking the mick out of him. It. it was brilliant.
1: I didn't notice until I, I see it online.
2: <laughs> I, I didn't, to be fair.
1: I thought they were just really happy. I do know who they were. But, Jane, do you think that picture of, of Jonas was in the dressing room all season.
2: Yes. It's been on their minds since that first day, that game. That he reacted in that game like he had just won the league. And I think he ruined it for himself. Um, it just was unnecessary. And the players knew they had to get revenge. And that is the best possible way to get revenge, is by mimicking his pose. And it will live rent-free in his head all summer. I reckon that was a dartboard in
5: there and just every day walk in, someone has to throw straight at him, you know, just why not? I would. Um, you know, he, you know, he absolutely got what he deserved. He's been he was extremely smug at the beginning of the season in a game that let's be fair, they only won because of refereeing issues. Um, they've been lucky, actually, with some of the officials this season. Um, you know, he tried to be pleasant. In his little speech yesterday about how Arsenal and Chelsea have really driven the league on, and blah 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 blah, sore loser. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, his miserable face at the end of it, perfect because oh, what have Arsenal won this year? Oh, that's it, nothing.
1: They've gone back to back to back, uh, nothing. Yes,
5: that's yeah. very
1: impressive. Which is well, a record for them, actually. They've set their own record there.
5: And he's just signed a new contract for them, so let's keep that run going.
1: Yeah, the, as Tracy mentioned, you know, the team has been through a lot without mentioning what's happened off the pitch. We've seen what's happened to the men's team in recent weeks, where they are um, falling without a parachute very fast to the ground. That just adds extra to what Emma Hayes has been able to achieve with his team and what these players have been able to achieve themselves by keeping their focus, their momentum, getting through all that and becoming champions once again.
3: Yeah. So obviously you mentioned, that, that obviously the men's, you know, it seemed a while, it was only probably a few weeks ago, probably pre-Madrid game for the men's where, you know, it was praising how much Emma and, and Thomas had done. It. it seemed like they were the ones stuck on, on the front uh, to talk everything about Chelsea with the sanctions and everything going on. And, and the uh, the cowardly uh, executives mentioning known names wasn't wasn't anywhere to be uh, to, to be counted or, or or to be relied on. Uh, not surprising actually, because when one of them opens his mouth, he usually gets it wrong, especially with like things like European Super League. But luckily for 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 the women's team and, and for the women's supporters, there seems like a you know a, a, a more thorough group. You know, there's more love, there's more of a family. Uh, we've obviously uh, Emma uh, Emma at the top and I suppose it not that I'm taking anything away from what she has to do but it, you know if, you, if if you're there for each other, you know, you know your sisters, your best friends, then you know you will fight and, and, and get through those dark days. Uh, but if you're not there for each other like we've seen with the mens then you are going to struggle. Uh, it's been a fantastic achievement. Like Emma said, it's probably the best, their best one because you know Arsenal did make a bit of a statement that first game of the season. I thought, like you, like you all said, it was a bit O-T-T. Uh We had a lot, quite a few big players out. You know, they'd only been obviously training due to the Olympics and, and other things. Uh, there was an offside goal, so and we was like playing catch up with the whole season because Arsenal had had a strut about them, had 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 a bit of a, a cocky confidence, which. I don't mind, but I thought there was an arrogance there, which I don't mind if you've won trophies and you are successful back comes, but there was an arrogance like they'd already done a lot. And like you said, they haven't, haven't won, won anything in recent years. So it was a bit of a surprise. Uh, so, you know, it was a challenge and, and Emma and, and the girls stood up and, and took it on and, and, and knocked that challenge back. So they've got to be applauded and, 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 and we go again, don't we? You know, they're already after the game. Obviously I don't know if you a lot would have heard you, you was there already obviously doing predictions for next season and not a lot was predicting Chelsea to, to win it. Most of them was going with Man City. So that's the challenge again. You know, you you literally just coming off the field with, with bottles of champagne and your winners medals and you're, and you're glancing over and you're hearing that you already been knocked back for next season. That's, Champions are there to be, you know, uh, to be knocked back and 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 dug at. So I'd prefer to be the champions and people, uh, you know, denying us that respect and uh, going against us than not. Yeah, the first day of pre-season uh, team talk already
1: done for Emma Hayes. Mm. Uh, so thank you to the Sky Pundits uh, for that uh, little bit of work. Uh, Kerry. as Dane said, it is a family, not just the players, but also the supporters who they... You know, the players adore so much. We adore the players. It is really special at Kings Meadow, isn't it? For those listening that haven't been to a game or have only just sort of got into the women's team, you know, why should they come to Kingsmeadow?
4: Where can, where do you begin? It's just, yeah, we always say, but it is a great... It's a, oh, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what to say about it. Um...
1: Let Tracy tag in as well to uh, to double. Okay, well, I can speak on
5: both. Yeah, I mean, I've been going to Stanford Bridge since forever. Um, Too old, Um, and yeah, when you when you look at both the grounds, as much as you know, I absolutely adore being at um, Stanford Bridge. Maybe not so much at the moment. Um, The 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 big dynamic and difference is the family feel when you go to Kings Meadow. and with our group specifically, we are not just fans, we are friends and it's all family. And, you know, there's that love and passion for wanting to get there early. You're, you know, you want to be there and having fun before the game. Um, there's a warmth to being there. And with the women's game over the men's game, you know, there's that massive interaction with the players. So there, it does feel like a complete and utter family you don't have that same dynamic in the men's game. Um, and, you know, if we can start packing out King's Meadow the way it was yesterday and people listening or people seeing it on television feel like, I'd love to be part of that. If we can fill that place like that week in, week out, it's only going to make the atmosphere even better. So, you know, we've got new owners, probably going to be finalising, you know, taking over the club let's let's see heavy investment going forward and just return that into a fortress and with pundits already going it's man cities next season that's fine you know what say it's say it was i think they mentioned it was going to be arsenal this year it's man city next year fine we'll just creep along behind come in as usual and we'll just swoop it at the end i don't mind not being favorites we always tend to do better when we're not
1: yeah uh, jane as tracy just said about the new owners apparently todd bowley was there um although I didn't see him or see, I have not seen a picture of him either, but him experiencing what King's Meadow was like yesterday, the whole place was rocking. You wouldn't want to move that to Stamford Bridge and lose that, would you? So he's going to be looking at King's Meadow to expand it, to keep growing the team and the sport organically, which I think is the right thing to do.
2: Yeah, I'll be honest. I've been to Stamford Bridge once to watch a game and that was the women's game against Tottenham. And I'll be honest, I didn't like it there. The atmosphere was completely different. Obviously, it's different at a men's, Um, But I just feel like until you can sort of sell out Kings Meadow week in, week out, you can even expand, obviously, the East Stand to seating or bigger standing. And I think until you can get the same sort of atmosphere than what we did uh, yesterday, then playing at Stamford Bridge is not what you want to do. I think the players would rather play at a packed-out King's Meadow than a half-empty Stamford Bridge with no atmosphere. So for the time being, I'm hoping we don't play any games at Stamford Bridge because I'd rather play them at King's Meadow. The only
5: time we would play at Stamford Bridge would be semi-finals, Champions League. Um, VAR would come into it. We're equipped to have that, obviously, at Stamford yeah. Bridge. They could move those to Stamford Bridge. And that would be fine because you're pulling a big crowd anyway. Um but no, I think me and Kerry have been very vocal on that. We have a home already. We're staying at Kings Millo.
1: Yeah, I think Barcelona and like Wolfsburg have shown you know, PSG as well in the Champions League this season, what you can do at big stadiums by filling it out and getting an atmosphere. Week in, week out, it doesn't work um, right now, and that's fine. We'll build it gradually. And yeah, with like the sports group, um, those people there that give that support, uh, it will grow. Um, Dane, anything... You want to add just to come back to you one last time on another extraordinary day for Chelsea?
3: I think it was just to elaborate more on those Sam Kerr goals. You know, for the audacity, if you include, actually, I'm going to include the, uh, seeing as we, 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 we were all laughing at Arsenal a little bit, which we, we we're allowed to do, I want to include the FA Cup goal as well in it. Now, the audacity f- to score, you know, to have the confidence, you know, that world class belief and it's pedigree, that's what it is, you know it's pedigree players will try those things, but it's whether they come off, and we've seen Sam try these free world class attempts and they've come off and you know my jaw dropped i was I was dumbfounded, but not surprised because you know this is a footballer who who's at the top of her game you know recently signed a new contract when we was even talking on here recently obviously not not that recently but this season we was talking on here and we thought you know she might be going she, she might be looking to go back maybe maybe back to america where she's obviously in a relationship with with kristen Muir's and looking looking who, who who might be coming in but still you know the quality was still there you know her confidence never drops you know we've seen her miss quite a few one-on-one chances. I think better at instinct. She doesn't have too much time to think about it. And she's just like an all-round striker. And it's just absolute joy from playing football myself, you know, just watching her and and, and watching her score goals and, and having that, you know, that happiness when you score, you know, I always remember someone famous saying about Ian Wright, he would celebrate goals in training because he just loved scoring goals. And I would like to think Sam would be like that as well, just because, you know, you've got that hunger and that desire to always score. And to try and pick a favourite goal out of those three would would be impossible. I don't think I'd ever be able to explain how good, how technically good they they all were, all are. It might I might have to push... For, for the final goal, where she's you know had her back to goal and you know had to adjust her body to, to to chest it instead of it hitting her in her Adam's apple, I mean, just to spin and put it in, it was an amazing goal. And usually get one you know one wonder from from a top world class player a season, but to get free. Uh, yeah, she's been amazing and she's she's a joy to watch. And you know. I, I know you like to take the mick out of me and say I like to hedge my bets and sit on the fence. But if you think I'm going to be able to give a player of the season or a goal of the season, then you've got nothing coming. You're better off getting another guest on for that, for that talk.
5: Can I just say something? If I was Thomas Tuchel this morning, I would have sat them all down and gone, boys, this is how you do it.
3: <laughs> well, someone said on Twitter, didn't they? They said to Dean... Or, or to the Wintermo Kings Meadow account and they said, you know, is she available to play at the cup final? And <laughs> obviously he replied, no, because she's playing the next day.
5: You know? No, maybe take her to Leeds. Not- <laughs> Leeds, Leeds Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I- literally, if I was too cool, I would have sat down and gone, take a look at this.
1: Mm.
5: If you didn't see it, watch this.
1: Yeah. As Dane said, to put into words what those goals were like yesterday, is you know incredibly difficult. And talking on a podcast, um, I suppose that's a bad thing. Um, so as Tracy said, uh, you have to watch these goals on video um to appreciate just how good they were. Um and to see all the title as well it makes them even more special. And then you're gonna have to decide on a goal and a player at some point in the next week, um, just to give you a bit of pre-warning. Uh, but until then, we can just enjoy them for what they were. Um uh, so I say, in-
3: Dean, get ready. You know, when you write the script and you think, right, I'm now going to ask Dane for his player of the year, you know, give me five minutes, you know, put that in the script because I'll be back and forth on why I haven't picked this person and why I haven't picked that. And it'll be very, very hard.
1: Well, I'm having the graphics made, so you need to decide before we do a recording on it. Um, so before we go to a break and look ahead to the FA Cup final, um, I'll go through the last results from the weekend and the league table uh, just because it looks so good. Um, Aston Villa lost to Burnham City uh, 1-0 on the final day, Uh, Brighton and Everton drew 1-1, Reading lost 4-0 at home to Manchester City, Tottenham beat Leicester 1-0 and West Ham lost 2-0 to Arsenal. At the table, starting from the bottom for reasons which will become apparent very soon. Uh, in 12th place and relegated is Burnham City, 11th Leicester, 10th Everton, 9th Aston Villa, 8th Reading, 7th Brighton, 6th West Ham, 5th Tottenham, 4th Manchester United, 3rd Man City, 2nd Arsenal and in 1st place for the 3rd consecutive season, Chelsea Football Club on 56 points, 22 games played, 18 wins, 2 draws and 2 defeats, a goal difference of 51 and another title for Chelsea. Um, we're going to go for a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to look ahead to hopefully another silverware success for Emma Hayes'
0: Chelsea. Chich JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts, download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Football
1: Welcome back to Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Time now to look ahead to Chelsea's guaranteed success in the FA Cup final. Apologies, Tracy, for that slip-up. Before the break there, um, FA Cup final. I have a ticket here that you can't see because you're listening to this uh, via your podcast provider. Uh, but it says final 2022, Sunday the 15th of May, kick off 2:30, Chelsea versus Manchester City. Uh, Tracy, going to be another special occasion at Wembley so Chelsea, for Chelsea. Looking forward me? to it.
5: I am looking forward to it. Um, hopefully, we're in the absolute party mood just that you know keep that party going at the end. Emma said. I'm not going to party now. We'll celebrate after the weekend. So let's make that a double celebration because that's always the best. Um, We have some payback due. um, And I think we are going to be really up for this. Um, We've already won the FA Cup this season, which sounds strange um, because of COVID. Um, And come on, we want to win it back to back because we like doing things back to back to back. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely confident Again, though, if it'd be nice if we 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 start off with getting an early goal, but because that would just be easier for all of us. Um, but yeah, I'm massively confident.
1: Yeah, Kerry, uh, what are the plans for the supporters group on the day? Um, if people are going to the game, uh, want to get involved with the group?
4: I have no, I, I don't think. Really, oh no, Box Park. We're all meeting up at Box Park because as we're all. As some of us were driving yesterday, so we couldn't all drink. So tomorrow, uh, next uh, Sunday, we'll be all we'll be drinking from God knows what time.
1: Yeah, drinking is not compulsory, although it is encouraged no. um, within the group. Um, if you're old enough, of course, yes, um, of course. anyone if under the age enough. of 18, stick to the soft drinks. Um, might get a cheeky one if we win uh, from somebody. Uh, Jane, obviously December was a fantastic occasion, but there's something about Wembley and the sunshine. Which makes it even better, um, which means we have to win, doesn't it?
2: Oh, 100%. I think when I looked at the weather, I think it's going to be like 24 degrees or something. And that is just beautiful. So, and to top the day off, beating City. I feel like we don't have a final against City and what it was like. It was over eight or 10 years. I can't actually remember. And then two come at once. It always happens. Like when you're waiting for a bus, two buses come at once. So it was just typical that it was going to happen again but we do need some revenge and the men are going to win on saturday and then the women are going to go and win on sunday
1: sounds good to me uh dame talking of revenge do you think that content cup final is going to play on their minds at all
3: well no not not when you're winners you know uh you know you, you need to forget it, you need to let it go uh they've got a good team you know they had some horrific sorry they got a great team they, they they, they, had some horrific injuries and you know there was a lot of calls for Gareth Taylor's head which was I think was harsh because you know in incidents they were playing their third or fourth choice goalkeeper and and further third, third choice centre-backs and you know and midfielders were playing centre-backs and you know it, it was harsh on them but you know they stuck with him and when obviously all all the top players come back to full fitness, you know, they've gone on a massive run and obviously they won the Conte cup. So it was right to stick with him, but you know, but Chelsea know how to play Man City with a weakened team and then how to play Man City with a, with, with a good team and beat them. They've beaten them in finals, beaten them in charity shields. So, the Conte cup you know if they well, why 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 focus on that when they can focus on 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 the victories in, in the previous finals or, or as i said or charity shields or, or or league games or or Conte cups you know in previous seasons you know it's uh, it's again it's uh, it's going to be a great game against two sides and i'm i'm actually glad it's against them and not not arsenal because you know, if we'd have played Arsenal, they they would have uh, you know turned it back into it. You know, the rivalry that's been stoked up this season, and and it would have been soon forgot that Chelsea just won the league. Especially if Arsenal had somehow doubt it, though, somehow pulled off a pulled off a win. And so I'm glad it's against City. But I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm confident. You know, you won't want one a better manager in charge of or Emma Hayes to, to look back at where it went, went wrong in that Conti Cup, and and then to uh, obviously to. Uh, put away any demons, but they, they can't, I don't think they'll be thinking we about it. We love
5: playing at Wembley.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so suited to the big pitch. Come on. I know no matter how biased you are as a Chelsea fan, there's no way that you would have, anyone would have thought that we would beat an Arsenal so comfortably three 0 and three nil was was you know was an injustice it, it should have been a seven eight nil you know we were so far better than the, the so-called second best team uh, currently in england so you know as, as you said yeah we're so used to playing at wembley you know second home and yeah i'm really looking forward to it
5: i might as well just sleep there <laughs> Might as well. But one game the next day. I might as well just sleep there. Just not leave the stadium. Just be easier.
2: Just live in Box Park for the night.
5: Yeah, literally. Watch the game. Pop in there. Stay there. There's food and drink. I'm fine for the evening. <laughs> and then you lot can roll in on Sunday. So yeah, it sounds good.
3: It'd <laughs> been so fun if you'd have got the same seat for both games. <laughs> I should, should have, have been able to, to sell that off. as an
5: option. I might imagine not going to be far off. What block are we in for the women? Uh, one one four.
3: Yeah, one one four.
5: What am I in for the men? I'm going to have to check
3: now. Sure, so you could move though, couldn't you?
1: No, there's a very strict seating plan for the women's FA Cup final. Um, don't I'm mess in 109. that up. i mean
5: 109 for
1: the men. Yeah, close enough. Um, Tracy, to give Man City some respect, which I think they deserve. Um, as Dane said, they had a horrible start to the season. Uh, but since they lost to us 1-0 on the 6th of February, they've won the 13 games... After that, including obviously the County Cup final, and unluckily for us, all their key players have come back towards the end of the season. They are going to be a really tough team to beat, aren't they?
5: Yeah, but I would rather beat them as a full strength team than beat them as a half strength team. I'd rather know that we actually beat them when they were at their best. So you know they have a, they've been on a cracking run, um, and I'd rather know that that's that's how we beat them and we stop that run. Um, and, yeah, I don't want to play a team where, you, you, as you say, you've got midfielders defending and a third-rate goalkeeper. And I, I want to play them when they're at the... I want to see two full squads out on that pitch and a proper game of football and us picking up the trophy at the end. So um, I have every faith because we've played their full-strength side many times and we've come up victorious. So uh, big pitch, great day. sun will be shining And uh, London will be the right shade of blue.
1: Absolutely. Jane, I suppose it helps the occasion, doesn't it, when it is a great game of football. It helped yesterday, two good teams playing a great game, and it will help on on Sunday if it's the same, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. Oh, sorry. Oh, wait, who did you ask?
1: I did ask you, Jane. I'm going to come to Kerry next.
2: Yeah, I think it will be a great game between two teams, I have a feeling that Chelsea won't make it easy for us. And I feel like I'll be very nervous all game until that final whistle goes. But it will be a good day. No matter well, we're gonna win anyway, so it don't matter the result, because we know we're gonna win. Um, but yeah, I think it I think because there's such sort of a rivalry with City and Chelsea at the minute, obviously where they beat us in the Conti Cup, um, we've also have beaten them three or four times this season, so they will want it just as much as we do, but we're going to win anyway, so it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, obviously the chance for them to do a cup double after what was a horrible start um, and for us, the league and cup double, so a lot riding on it. Um, Kerry, we spoke about United game where we struggled on the wings um, and obviously City's strength is out wide with the likes of Lauren Hemp and Jess Park. Do you think in this situation it's going to be Jess Carter playing on that right-hand side again to try and negotiate that threat?
4: I think it's got to be Jess. She's done. She's played really well against Lauren Hemp the last couple of times. So I wouldn't... Especially with her training with England, so she's probably got more experience with what, how to deal with her. So, yeah, I'll play Jess Carter just to stay on Lauren Hemp. Don't, do not move.
1: Yeah, stick like glue, I think, with the instructions. Uh, but Dane, City do have threats all over the pitch, so it's going to be a team effort, isn't it, to um, to come out on top. Do you think Chelsea are going to sit back in this game and let City so have possession and try and counter, or are they going to try and take the
3: game to City? I'm oh, sorry, I just remember what Tracy said it's going to be sunny, isn't it? 22 and
5: yeah, it'll be lovely, beautiful, more sunny than
3: the day before. Uh, <laughs> so, was you what? How? Yeah, it, what would? It, so, what was your question, Dean? It was. I was checking the weather for Wembley. <laughs> 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 weather's more. Weather. Do, do I get the shorts
5: out for Saturday? That's what you're thinking, aren't you? Do I get the shorts out for Saturday? <laughs>
3: Shorts
1: only at Wembley. That is the rule. Um, asking how are Chelsea going to approach this game? Will Lem Hayes let's see have possession and try and counter, or will she try and take the game to them?
3: Well, you're right. You know, h- how do we how, how how do we go towards it? We've seen probably about three or four different players try and mark Lauren Hemp this season. Maybe three. Mate. I think it's Jess Carter. Neve maybe got a chance at one point. And Erin was even over there at, at one point as well. She's a danger. Uh, you know. Sometimes it's just it's easier to accept that, and, and rather than think overthink it too much. Uh, but sometimes, yeah, I don't like to worry too much about the uh, you know the opponents, and just you know you just think if, they, if if they're writing down, you know I've I'll mention Lauren Hemp, and I could probably mention one more. But if you if you if you're a Man City fan, you're looking Jesus Christ, you will run out of fingers, won't you? If you're going through for, for our team of who you could be worried about. So, you know, I think Alfred is bigger than theirs and, and on the day, you know, I expect us to be victorious, it is going to be hard, but, you know, as I've said, I've seen us beat them before, they had the Conti Cup, they caught us on a day off, so it happens in football, these one-off days, uh, we, we should be jubilant, we should be on a high after winning the league. Can't take that for granted because you keep going, you know, and you're only as good as your last game. So this will be our last game. So, you know, what a great way to round off to the season with with, a, with another uh, win at Wembley and another cup, especially for the players leaving, as you said, you know, some great servants said earlier, uh, you know, and uh, it, it'd be nothing better to see them, you know, with that tear in the eye, but with that jubilant tear and, and happiness from, from winning another trophy and ending their career at Chelsea with with another trophy.
1: Yeah, Kerry, as Dane said, we'll want, you know, G and Yona especially, because they're moving abroad to have to pay for some extra luggage because of the weight of the medals.
4: Yeah, I'm sure we'll chip in. We'll help them.
1: (laughs) Be at the airport, just like, holding it up a little bit so it goes under 22 kilos. Um, Tracy, you mentioned earlier about winning two FA Cups in, in one year. Obviously, someone that's followed the men's team, they won the last FA Cup at the Old Wembley. They won the first FA Cup at the New Wembley. You know, FA Cups and Chelsea are quite synonymous. Um, so it will be a Chelsea thing to win win this FA Cup, the first team to win two in a year.
5: Yeah, I mean, it'd be fantastic. It's a, it's a great pub quiz question for the future. What's the one team that's done it? And it'd be us. I, I'm, I'm really confident. Um, we do love this Cup. As a club, we do tend to really love this club. I would love to turn London blue the whole weekend. Um, you know... Them. we're playing the same teams for both the men and the women that we played in the league cup in the FA cup. And you know what? They can keep their league cups to be fair. If we walk away with two FA cups this weekend. Um, so no, I'm looking forward to it. Beautiful day in the sun. Surrounded by friends watching our players lift another trophy and watching those tears flow, but, for a great reason. Uh, We have a fantastic squad. Um, And as much as, yes, you have to admire the squad that Man City have, they're not a touch on us. Because when we're on the pitch and we're all on our game, we are absolutely unbeatable. And we will normally rise to the occasion. And when we play teams like City, we do tend to rise to the occasion. So it should be a belter of a sunny, gorgeous weekend at Wembley. Yeah,
1: Jane, as Tracy said, Two two amazing teams. Do you think that Emma Hayes is our ace in the pack, though? That's the that's the difference going to be on the day.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. Emma is just one of a kind, and she's just you'll never get anything better than Emma. And she will pull out whoever she plays, whatever her squad is. Who knows what she's going to do on the day? Um, it's just going to be brilliant.
1: Yeah, let's. Try and do a team selection then because we love to do that on this show. Um, I've gone for a 3 5 2 uh, and catching burgers remaining in goal. Uh, Millie Bright, Anik Nouwen, and Magda erickson as a back three. Jess Carter, Sophie Ingle, G. So Young, and Aaron Cuthbert and Grew and make up the midfield five and Harder stays up front with Sam Kerr.
3: Uh i come to you first. Why? Why? Because you just moan about me when I beat, I can't pick a team. I picked it for you. You just gotta tell me if you like it or not. I actually do. Uh you didn't have G in there, did you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got G in there.
3: Oh you have got G in there.
1: Yeah, I haven't got Beth, which I feel bad
3: about. Yeah, no, I like that team. I think Carter is 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 yeah. You you can't take out Cuffbert from she's she's She said one of the things she said afterwards. I don't know if you guys heard, but she wants to play in centre midfield. She sees that as her best position. She likes to be the one who gives the who moves the ball onto the forwards or the wingers instead of being the one on the wing waiting for the ball to come to her. She said that's her favourite position, and you know it's starting to look like that now uh, because she, she's putting out some some. Wonderful performances. You know, I said a couple of weeks ago, she's gone on to, she's stepped her game up a few levels from, from, from sort of being the odd, the, the odd woman out last season to, to being one of the first on the team. She, and she, 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 she so deserves it. So, although I, I, I would totally back her in, 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 in a, uh, in a challenge up against, against Lauren, uh, I would, I would put Carter on there. I think Carter, you know, she, she can do a good, it wouldn't be mad to me. It'd be a woman to woman wouldn't it? A, a, a job on her and a good defensive job. And we've seen her and we know that Lauren will get a better of a, a couple of times. Uh, it, it happens because she's a world-class player, but you know, when you count how many times, if you, if you watched the previous game doing Carter, won those battles, you know, it is it, it, it gives you with a lot of confidence. You need England there. I know she got taken off at time, but she's, I've always said, you know, you need a defensive midfielder to, they do a lot of the dirty work. They screen Areas and just by their presence being there, they might not tackle, they might not win the ball, they might not pass the ball. But if they screen well, then the ball will not go there. And, they, and they're just putting out fires by being. There. And she screens that that area in front of the uh, the defense better than anyone in our squad. So she sort of has to play, and has to plan. If it's not working, you know, Emma will will, will make substitutes. But yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd go with that team. I'd go with that team. And 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 and. I don't think uh, Sam Kerr, again, you know, I'm going to praise her again. I don't think she gets enough credit for that pace, you know, or heading, actually. They were talking about yeah Russo, obviously, Man United, you know, again, I'm a big fan of her. She's a great player. And they were saying there's not a lot like her in that game. She's probably the best header in the league. And I was thinking, you're just dismissing Kerr. You know, she, she, for someone who's not even actually six foot, you know, if that ball's in the area, you would put your money on her scoring with a header or at least getting on target. Uh, she's so good in the air, she's so freaking fast. And on that Wembley pitch, like we we saw, I was I sort of went over the highlights of the Arsenal FA Cup 3-0 game earlier. And and that first half, yes, yeah, she missed chances, but she was giving those Arsenal defenders like 10-15 yard starts and still overtaking them, uh, you know, bullying them and getting the ball. So weights here on that big pitch up against uh up against uh, the Man City defenders. It's the same, uh, what's her name was on loan at Villa because I'd have just and they. They was playing her centre back for a little while, wouldn't they? What's her name? Who uh, went on loan from Villa for, to Villa from Man City?
2: Jill Scott. Yeah,
3: Jill Scott. I was desperate for when we played them up there earlier for for Sam Kerr just to put herself on her and just bully her and put her out of pace, but yeah, she, she, on that big pitch, you know, I think, I think she could be the one who, you know, who, who we could uh, really, really need to just, you know, run those channels, run those lines and just absolutely just take defenders into places. They don't want to go. Yeah. It could be um, a key tactical
1: element um, for Emma Hayes. Uh, Jade, the question Mark i got about my own team is G, which is a little bit strange because she played so well on Sunday. Do you think the way that City play this this will suit her and she might be better coming on and maybe Jesse might be better in that midfield, a bit more energy or even playing Beth up front and dropping Palina Harder back a bit deeper? What's your thoughts?
2: It's a tough one with G. Um, she You could start her and have a brilliant game or you can start her and she might not have one of the best games. Or well, like you said, you could start maybe Jessie and bring G on at half-time and change the game like she did on Sunday. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if Emma starts her and basically what G turns up for the game on Sunday. I think G wants to go out with a bang. So I feel like whatever G turns up is going to be a world-class G and hopefully a world-class goal. A free kick... Yeah, she lost free TV. kicks against City. Deflected yeah. free kick in. A nice little well, quality free kick would be perfect. To so end the season on a high. Emma,
3: Emma, Should did, should've, should've Emma, Emma did say after the game she's been. I didn't know if she was alluding to why she didn't start. She said she's been carrying an injury, and she she she's been. Uh, Playing and training through the pain, and uh, you know, put her body on the line. So I don't know if she was hinting that she would have started, or you know, just by bringing her on, she was obviously you know going against her body. But that makes me wonder if she, what sort of injury it is, and is a week long enough. And I know, obviously the. The medical science of sports stars nowadays can patch him up for a final, as as, as we, we we saw when you know we we the men's players over the years when Zola sort of miraculously came on in in, in a European final and obviously Cante as well, you know. Uh, but that then mucked him up for the future. But
5: yeah, that did. Yeah, that but did. obviously,
3: uh, G won't be our plan next season. So.
5: <laughs> so you know what? She goes off with an injury. She'll have two medals.
3: So.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
5: I actually Um, want to say something that you mentioned, actually, pace and how quick Sam Kerr is. She's not the only one in our team who has a vast amount of pace. When Erin is running a ball down, my God, can she move? We actually do have quite a lot of pace in our team. And actually, I think that's going to definitely be vital this weekend. Um, But we do have strength. I I like your team. I, I always hate leaving Beth out, though. I struggle with not having Beth England. In, in the team but that's one hell of a super sub come on when she comes on she always gives 100%. she was really
3: good when she came on exactly. uh, yesterday she again she's she's like Ingle she'll she, you know, she will attack areas that Kerr won't and just her presence and a, and she was she had a hand in a few of the goals and just yeah she was really up for it and again sometimes you don't notice things I and mean, then you watch them back and you think wow you know you were really involved and you really helped and she's got to spring in a step again because she has been played recently and scored some goals and you're right bringing Beth on in, in, in a final, you know, if you, if you, she's sort of confidence player anyway. And, she, you know, she, she loves the club and yeah, she, if she doesn't start, then I've no doubt she'll come on with a spring and a step and a twinkle in her eye and, and want to do the best she can.
5: You're right with Sophie Ingle though. She's great experience. is huge mm. when it comes to a final experience is everything and having her there holding the play, not being biased at all. Cause I'm talking about Sophie. Um, but, um, yeah, having the experiences there. And we all know, you know, if we need to change it in, in in a heartbeat, Emma knows exactly what she's doing.
1: Yeah, I think Sophie coming off against United was tactical because they needed someone with a different skill set. Which midfield. is a
3: surprise though, Dean, because they was getting so much behind. So no, no one would have ever predicted you would take off your defensive midfielder who screens the area well. But Emma, right. that's why she's she's a, a manager. We're why we don't in actually like
5: really that. ever try to <laughs> actually guess this. But you know what? At the end of the day, Dean likes to try.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the issue Chelsea had against United was that they had the ball with Brighton and Ericsson, but they had no one to give the ball to. And then that changed the second half. And obviously other factors come into that as well, but not going back to obviously the first game. Um, Kerry, I suppose the last thing you could possibly talk about is the goalkeeper. Um, I thought a little bit shaky for the first goal, especially second goal to take a deflection on Sunday. She has started playing Satira a lot more, but I can't see anyone other than AKB being in goal on, on Sunday. Do you feel the same?
4: I think Emma's going to go with one who's played, who's got probably the most experience with cup finals for Chelsea and with, and with the same defence, I think. Or she could just go, do you know what? Um, no. no. call Emily Oman back on <laughs> just to surprise everyone but go no on. I do I think it's
1: going to be AKB do a two call for the penalty shootout and bring on Emily Orman. just out of the blue we'll see if that one happens um, talking of predictions it's time to get yours and because there's five of us uh, I'm going to go first so I'm allowed to do that uh, and I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea uh, in normal time, so just a hint there. Tracy's getting hers in early with three-one. Um, so, as you're a guest. Come to you next. I'm gonna
5: go
4: one-nil Chelsea. <laughs>
5: Oh, Kerry!
4: Oh, I'm not going to go. Oh, they're going to win ten nil, am I? <laughs> no. But, oh, that,
5: that's that's going to be painful for us all in the stands. That's why I'm like, oh. ah.
4: Yeah, it's the it's the Chelsea way. We don't do it easy. I
5: know, but come on, <laughs> that happens. It's so.
4: You I I did, was going to go for two one, but Dean took my choice. So he I always does. He, <laughs> he
1: freaking so look.
5: I've
1: got the microphone. My rules. Um. No, you're going last now jane what's your prediction extra time penalties
2: Oh, i was, I was gonna go... go three one and then i was like oh i'll go two one and then you've both said it you can go fine, it's fine no
3: three he one doesn't allow time. that
2: and i feel like whatever i say dame was gonna say so i'm probably gonna steal his as well
3: definitely do but
2: that i'm gonna go four nil just... four nil Okay. Nothing her. Go. Nothing her right now. Wait, Jane to who? <laughs> to Man City. <laughs> no, obviously to Chelsea.
1: And she'll still be nervous until full time whistle goes. Uh and then do you know what, Then I'll let you have two predictions. <laughs> what scores are the left?
3: You can go after extra time. And I can go 10-nil or you can <laughs> like two after extra one.
1: time.
3: I was you actually. I was actually going to say 3 1. Uh, but I will did anyone say 3-0? No, that's that's free to take. Oh, okay. Well, I think they'll score Man City, uh, but I think we'll win by a by more than one. Man City will,
2: might score an own goal, so that will still count. <laughs> so 3
3: <laughs> 1 saying... or 4 1 then?
1: So you've got to say 4 1 then.
3: Okay. For 3 0 or 4 1.
1: Okay, I'll give you two because I'll you wait until last.
3: Thank um, you. Can I have three?
1: Colin, what's your last one?
3: Because no, I think they'll score. So did anyone say, did you say
1: 2-1? Yeah. Oh, you're a git.
3: You can say 3 No, two. I just, I, I'll just stick with 3-0 or 4-1 then.
1: Okay. I'll just write down whatever the score, Dane said it. <laughs> That'll be easier. Um, sadly, that is all we've got time for this week. We'll be back next week to talk about Chelsea winning the FA Cup. Um, if we do, I might get Tracy and Kerry back just for the nice... Continuity of that and um, all good things, keeping things in cycle. Um, If you want to follow more of the show, you can do on Twitter as over 3000 of you do now. Thank you for that at Mo Kings Meadow. I am at Dean Mears, Jane is at Jane Chuckle X, Dane is at D 9, Tracy as it is at Chelsea Girl 78, and Kerry is at Kerry Evans. Uh, Thank you for making those easy to remember. Uh, We're also on Instagram at Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Uh, if you want somewhere to chat about the game, if you're not there, you can do on Discord. Uh, lots of people in the channel every day, every night when my son was up at 2am, people were in Discord because they're in America. Uh, so if you don't sleep, it's a good place to keep uh, your sanity. And if you love what you hear, you want to support the show even more, you can do so on Patreon. The links for all of that will be in the description box of this episode. Um, Jane? Pleasure to speak to you again after waiting so long since yesterday. Uh, Uh, Looking forward to the weekend?
2: Yes, I definitely do. Looking forward to the weekend. However, seeing as we hate the number three, I think our aim should be 4,000 followers by the beginning of the new season.
1: Yeah, I was going to mention three, actually, because they didn't support Chelsea and we've won three WSL titles on the spin. You know, just all that PR they've lost, just to save their brand image. (laughs) Never mind Good old Travago (laughs) And Dane We're trying really hard But I know you're going on Saturday And not Sunday When are you going to wake up And smell the coffee?
3: What? I'm I'm at both How are
5: you not at both?
3: Oh Jesus Christ I live further away
5: (laughs) Plastic fan, plastic
3: fan. I can't, I can't come to, I got, I can't come to Kings Meadow. I've got demons from my football career there, so it'll just hurt me to come. It's but
5: no. We're playing at Wembley the weekend. There's no excuse. You're there Saturday. Just do what I'm gonna do. Just uh, camp outside. I'll
3: get, I'll get freaking divorced. <laughs> I've got holidays to pay for. No, yeah, no. I, I need to. As I said, it's it when you're a season to get older for the men's. It is hard to, uh, to. To come to, uh, I suppose some of the times as well, you know, I'd, I'd be getting over like 8 o'clock on a Saturday and I'd be like I'm up at 9 or something to come down to King's Meadow, but yeah, I should, I'd need to come I'm, to waiting for the, I'm sorry, I'm sat here and I do the same as you so I'm trying to work out what you're playing at <laughs> <actually. laughs> I'm all, all on here as excuses Tracy, it's just not To be fair though, Dean's never actually said, yeah, hey, I've got a ticket for you, so w- what you need to do is you need to come down here, he's never actually invited me, I, 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 couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell you where, where it is, I don't know where to go well, I don't own the ground, but
1: there's always a ticket for you. Just say I'm coming; and I'll make sure there's one there. Kerry knows people that knows people. <laughs>
5: yes.
1: Anyway, that's for next season. Uh, Tracy, Morning. as a proper Chelsea fan, you're going to be there <laughs> on both days. I will um, be. So we will see you at Box Park.
5: Yes, we will. We will be, you know, carrying on the the party from uh, yesterday. Um over to the, to the weekends and hopefully I'm still in party mood move from us doing what we need to do to Liverpool on Saturday, although that's going to be a very difficult game.
1: Yeah, but yeah. we're only focusing on the proper Chelsea, uh, which is, of course, the women's team. And Kerry, can we get any promises from you about something you'll do when Chelsea win? Copy sound, curse celebrations?
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll try and backflip onto the pitch. I'm sure I
2: won't get escorted or
1: that's I think what well, we all we
2: need to do is do the famous Jonas celebration. Oh, now that! Oh, uh, yeah, now that. that would be a picture.
5: Yeah,
1: outside Wembley at full time.
5: I
2: agree. Yeah, when it, when uh, yeah we've got to
5: do
4: it. Gosh,
2: there
5: we go. we it. There's a celebration <laughs> right
1: there. There you go. Put that in the group chat. Um, that I'm not a part of anyway never mind like I said we'll be back next week to talk all things Chelsea and then the week after that we'll do our season review and Dame will have finally chosen his player of the season goal of the season good luck with that Uh, there's going to be a couple more goals to get through as well from this weekend so good luck with that Um, until then thank you for listening from Kings Meadow to Wembley keep the blue flag flying